0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and
2: healthy pork beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland,
0: 601-956-1030. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard. Along with Will East in the Super Talk studios, Will filling in once again for the vacationing rhino. I got that wrong Friday. I apologize. I thought he was going to be back today. So, uh, No, he'll be back tomorrow. Okay, awesome. And we will be at Mississippi Blood Services tomorrow. We uh, understand there is once again a critical shortage, critical need mm-hmm. for blood. So we'll be out there. Come see us. Looking forward to seeing all the good folks at Mississippi Blood Services tomorrow, and hopefully we can uh, get the supply boosted somewhat. And then we're going to be at Carter Jewelers once again on Wednesday and Thursday. And then what happens on Friday, Will? Tell everybody. On
4: Friday, we've got, starting at 6 a.m., we've got a Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar. I think this is the fourth year yeah. we've done this. Uh, but basically, uh, Steve Azar is going to be playing some Christmas favorites from, you know, the the classics. But also, he's going to be playing music from uh, a lot of Mississippi artists. He's going to be talking to some of his celebrity friends about their favorite Christmas memories, and we're going to do this all the way from 6 a.m. on Christmas Eve all the way until midnight on Christmas night. So, uh, a Mississippi Christmas with Steve Azar—it's always a lot of fun. Um, He—he's a character. Yes. I don't know what else you can say about the guy if you never <laughs> met him. He is he's bouncing off the walls.
3: He absolutely is, and I look forward to that. It is Christmas week.
4: Yes, it is Christmas week. That's coming around Saturday. Christmas is Saturday. I don't like it when it lands on a weekend. It's a little weird. It's it's strange. Yeah. For most businesses it's also strange because You know, do you take that day off? Do you give them Thursday and Friday off? Do they get Monday (laughs) off? You know, and, you know, if you're just a worker out there, sometimes you kind of feel like you get messed over because you don't get, you know, an extra day. Because when Christmas lands on a Wednesday, I mean, pretty much the whole week is shot, right? You get that whole week off. But when it lands on a Saturday, you know you're going to be working at least until Thursday. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. Well... We just have to deal with it. But uh, I look forward to Steve's show on uh, the channel here on Friday, Christmas Eve. Should be fun. It's supposed to warm up, too. You look to the forecast, it's not going to be a white Christmas around Mississippi.
4: No, I haven't seen the forecast, but I know that Saturday I was outside cleaning the yard in shorts and a T-shirt. Yep. And then this morning, I walked outside and it was felt like winter, finally.
3: No doubt. Well, I uh, played golf on Saturday in shorts and sweated. <laughs> and then yesterday, I had, like, multiple layers on to endure the cold. But we walked. We try to walk as much as we can, certainly this time of year. Old, old men getting exercise, you know. And uh, But also had a little get-together at my house Saturday night for my golf group. And what a great time that was. I think it's the first time we've got all the spouses together. With this particular group, about twenty-five uh, couples or so, had a great time. A uh, li- little rainy, but other than that, we survived it. And, and uh, anyhow, it was really cool. Had uh, Jeff Good in his catering group, yeah, which is a, an advertiser on our channel mm-hmm. here. So had them uh, take care of everything, and uh, really a lot of fun, festive event at the house. It's Christmas time, right? But. By humbug, because this oh. Omicron deal is shutting everything down again, and the president says he's going to talk to us about it again tomorrow.
4: Yeah, and uh, you
3: got that going on, and then the, uh, did not get a
4: early Christmas gift from Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrats did not.
3: Woohoo. he pretty much said, uh, let me be clear, I'm a no. You can we used to say, Let me think about that. No. <laughs> he he gosh, he put the old nail in the coffin yesterday of the build back broker bill. He did indeed. When he came out and said, I've looked at this thing, and I just can't go for it. I mean, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's pretty much what he said. He said, I've tried. He said, I've tried every way, and again, paraphrasing a bit, but I think he said, I tried every way humanly possible. Quote, I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. He said that on Fox News Sunday with Brett Baer, who is taking over for the departing Chris Wallace in the Fox News Sunday show. And I think they're going to rotate hosts, is my understanding. Yeah, Martha McCallum's
4: going to do some of it and some others.
3: Until maybe they come up with a permanent host. But anyhow, he was on the show, and he said that. You might say it was the no-heard round-the-world. And, of course, you know, they're so duplicitous. The, The Democrats come out and say that one senator is obstructing the entire presidential agenda. They're obstructing Joe Biden's domestic plans. No. You see, there are 100 senators, (laughs) and this particular bill would require 51 in the yes column, including the tie-breaking vice president. And Joe Manchin is joining... 50 other senators, that's what they don't get. No, there are 51 senators, that's how the math works, 51 is greater than 49, and he says, I'm not on board, he joins the 50 Republican senators who said, we're not voting for this thing, that's been... so they're trying to pin it on one person. No, it's not. You see, these other 50 senators, they also represent United States, (laughs) members of the United States. I mean, it ain't that hard to figure it out, but they're trying to hang it all on him and ostracize him and condemn and criticize him. So what happens is they take to the airwaves yesterday, do the uh, progressives, and they they attack him, especially Elon Omar. She goes out there and says that, uh, I mean, we all knew that Senator Manchin couldn't be trusted. The excuses that he just made, I think, are complete bull S. You can fill in the blanks there, folks. She said that on MSNBC yesterday. It's really disheartening to hear him say that he's been trying to get there for the people of West Virginia, because that's a complete lie. The people of West Virginia could greatly benefit from their families having access to long-term elderly care and care for folks with disabilities, child tax credits, pre-K, blah, blah, blah. We have reached a point in this country where half or more believe that the role, that the function of the federal government is to pour money out into the country for this array of welfare programs. That is what they truly believe is the function, is the key role, is the value of the federal government. And there's nothing noble or creative or innovative or virtuous about spending someone else's money, taking it out of one pocket, putting it in another, and then taking a victory lap. That's what this legislation entails. And Manchin simply called upon the CBO, rightfully so, to go score it with making all the welfare programs permanent because we know once they're they're enacted, they will be permanent. They're just permanent. They never go away, ever. And so he has them score it that way, and CBO comes back and says... Yeah, it looks like this thing's gonna cost five trillion, not one point seven five. Now, we've been calling attention to that here on the program for months, back when it was three and a half trillion. We did the math and said, no, it's really seven when you're honest about and make these programs permanent and eliminate the sunset provision. And that's all Manchin did. And they're mad. They're mad at him for doing that. It, because he's wanting to be honest? That's where we are in this country.
4: Uh, Some people have even gone further than that. Uh, I saw where the uh, Politico's uh, chief Washington editor said, uh, essentially, this is a bad day for the planet. I saw that. Democracy
3: is going to end, by the way. Yes. And, of course, they're referring to the, the... Green New Deal provisions of the plan, which... So here's the thing that's hard for Manchin. I did did, uh, a little research on this. It turns out he's actually for the child tax credits, which are really just payments to families that make under $150,000. They're really not child tax credit. We'll explain later on the program. He's actually for that, but he's against all the Green New Deal stuff. Remember where he's from. West Virginia, for sending people money because they got children against the child tax. I'm I'm sorry, the Green New Deal because it's it's a coal state. It is time for a break here on midday's. When we return, we've got Rob J and Dr. Elaine Anthony. Big Rob J's got some news we want to share with you. Stay with us.
7: Discount Gun Safes in Pearl wants to take this time to thank each of you for your business throughout the year. May you and your family be blessed with the true gift of the holidays. Here's wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas. From your friends at Discount Gun Safe, and Pearl.
2: 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at BaroniesTreePros.com. That's BaroniesTreePros.com.
8: All year with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, midday Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Will East in the Super Talk studios today. And joining us now, Rob J and Dr. Elaine Anthony. Good morning, folks. How are y'all? Good, good morning. morning.
9: Rob, good. it's been a while since I've seen you, my friend. I know, man. It's been a while since I've been in this building. Everything changed up a little bit, but it, it looks really, really good. Yeah, right doesn't yeah, it, though? It's absolutely.
3: great. So i uh, got to tell you that I enjoy uh, working with your, your better
9: half. <laughs> well, Tamita. Yeah. At the Red Cross. Yeah, she told me who I was gonna be talking to today. You gonna to be talking to Givron? Settle <laughs> <laughs> <her> down now. <laughs> she does she does a
3: great job and a great group out there. Great organization. So we uh and uh Doctor Anthony, it's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, so yes. The pleasure
10: We get a chance to see each other from time to time. I think we have the same friends,
3: I think so. we run around in the same circle, a lot of Mm -hmm. good folks. So we uh, are especially honored uh, to have you here, Rob, because uh, you've just recently been
9: inducted into the SWAC (laughs) Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's that's a huge honor. I, I mean, that's probably the biggest honor. Not probably, but it is the biggest honor I've ever had. I didn't expect it, and it still seems like is not real so I appreciate that.
3: That is just so awesome. Yeah. Uh, much deserved. Congratulations. And uh, all right, so uh Dr. Anthony, what's the relationship?
10: here? <laughs> you see we're both laughing. It goes back a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um I met Rob. I shouldn't say how old Rob was when I met him. <laughs> uh, he was 18 and I guess I was 20. Okay. How about that. Okay. <laughs> But I met him when he became a freshman at Jackson State University. Uh, I was his department head, I have been his instructor, and I think I've been his advisor. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have kind of traveled through this journey together. Sure. And uh, I can't tell you how proud we are at Jackson State University that uh, he is at this point. And I can't tell you, as his former department head and colleague... And I hope, friend, <laughs> how proud I am to see him in this role. Uh, sure. Rob is most deserving. Uh, he has really, really been a trailblazer here. Uh, he started out right here. Uh, at uh, Super Talk, yep. and he has gone on from here. And I guess the first place he was was WJSU on campus. Am I right, Rob? Yes, ma'am. He was one of our student announcers okay. right. at that particular time. So Rob has done well. Yes, and uh, 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 he has done internships in a lot of different places. He has had jobs all over the place. <laughs> he has really promoted the swag. Yeah. And uh, it was an honor for me for us to work together as colleagues before he moved on to be um, uh, assistant AD for broadcast services for Jackson State University. So in a way... Uh, that I'm connected with JSU TV and also WJSU on campus in a supervisory role. So we still get a chance to work together, and that was uh, very good. I don't know whether I can tell this or not, but we had a surprise video party for Rob, because I have a show on JSU TV called In Depth. And I told Rob I was going to interview him, and the first thing he said, you're going to interview me, Doc, about sports? You do news and all the politics and all this other stuff. I said, well, that's the way I want this part of my career to be, is uh, I'm going to do my first sports that's talk. Awesome. But little did he know at that particular time, a lot of people would be coming in to congratulate sure.
3: him. Sure. That's cool. So, Rob, how long have you been uh, the voice of the Tigers there?
9: <laughs> ooh, um, I've was been. Back a while, huh? I was well. You know, Bob Carpenter was the voice. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I did the sidelines. Okay. At that time. Yeah. And when he passed away, it was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, but that's when Steve Davenport uh, told me he wanted me to take over the uh, the broadcast. Yeah. So it's it's been ooh, since the since the, the, the mid nineties. Okay. The mid nineties, because okay. I started out doing basketball games for Alabama State, men's basketball team. Bob said he knew uh, Alabama State wanted somebody to do the men's game for Alabama State, and he referred them to me. Yeah. So I would go to to Montgomery, do the games, and come back to Jackson. Wow. I didn't realize how difficult. I was just so excited to do it at the time. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be able to do that now. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> driving my government driving yeah, back. You know. That's
3: that's tough drive. Yeah, yeah, over there. So mm-hmm. well, that, that is uh, so cool. So it has been uh, a, a quite an interesting year, certainly in JSU football. It has, uh, it has. quite a that's bit what we were talking with about. Uh, yeah. with Dion. It's just yeah. uh, Coach Prime. It just seems like it's. Uh, it just makes it something that i think it's uh, attracted a lot of followers from
9: outside the jsu community is that fair to say oh absolutely he he's brought he's brought uh, the attention back to jackson state football you know we've been down for a while he's brought the attention back and you know he's he has this documentary with him and he so his he has a platform to promote jackson state football and it has worked yeah. you know and team winning and you know filling up the stadium so it it was it was it was a really really interesting year.
3: Yeah. So it it uh, seems to be going well. Then he had this uh, this top uh, flight recruit, I guess the number one recruit in the country that mm-hmm. shocked everybody, right?
9: With, oh my uh, goodness! Signing. Yeah. With, with with this guy Travis Hunter. Yeah. Um, it, because the day before, you know, Deion gets on these um, social media. Yeah. He, he makes his social media recordings. Yeah. And he said, "I'm going to shock the world tomorrow. We'll shock the world." But you know, we figured he would just saying something I, we we didn't know it was going to be this. Yeah. And then when this guy flipped his decision from Florida State to Jackson State, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, but they were saying now that after Jackson State lost to South Carolina State, the guy going to run back to Florida State." <laughs> 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 but but no, nah, that was that was that well, was the biggest move that we've had in a while.
3: That is awesome. So, uh Dr. Anthony the the uh, the station Uh, The the radio and the television station and the communications uh, department in general, I mean, this is quite an asset for Jackson State. It It, it really,
10: really has, because some of our students are actually doing internships uh, with athletics, with Rob, uh, and even with Coach uh, Prime and Mm -hmm. his crew. So it's helped us academically. Uh, in terms of uh, putting us on the map so that the world can see Jackson State and just be happy about the things we have to offer at Jackson State because we've got now a sports media program, an academic program, and I think that's in part to the kinds of things that we're doing in athletics. So we were able to push that type of program through. And we are one of only few HBCUs with a sports media program. So we're really, really just tickled about that. And uh, we're getting a lot of calls from students who want to be in in sports media, and some of them want to be the that? next Rob J as go. well. That's <laughs> cool. So we're we're happy about that, and yeah. uh, you know we wanted to have that program so we could give our students what they really want. It's their career, and we certainly want to give it to them
3: and i i can tell you that uh it, from a personal consumption and experience perspective the production quality second to none of what comes out uh are there and now so is everything located in the e center
10: now everything is located yeah. right there at the e center we're on the very first floor that's what i thought and um uh we're we're going to be upgrading our set uh very soon probably the 1st of january and uh, then hopefully we'll be going completely digital. So we're going to do a lot of remodeling. It probably won't look the same, but we're right there on the first floor. Yeah. And the good thing about it is that our students can walk out of the classroom and walk right into JSU TV. Yeah. Or they can kind of cool. go down the hall a little bit and walk into the radio station. So what we're doing is that we're teaching. But our students actually get an opportunity to practice what they what they preach. A lot sure. of our students shadow Rob when he goes out uh to games and when he goes out to the stadium so uh hmm. it, it is a really, really wonderful kind of recruiting tool, if yeah. you will for us
3: yeah so the JSUE center for the benefit of our audience is uh, located. Between Raymond Road and and uh, I twenty actually twelve thirty um, Raymond Road yeah where yes. it sits uh, it was the Allstate uh, Regional Call Center when they built it in the in the seventies uh, in the seventies yeah. that's so. right. I wasn't sure if you were uh, aware of my data center. Actually. <laughs>
10: yes, so, yes.
3: So in the back of Exactly. Well, congratulations, Rob. Uh, it's much-deserved honor there, sir. Thanks and uh, I know you got many years of great broadcasting in front of you. I and so. you do a fantastic <laughs> job. Well, thank you and so Dr. much. And Dr. Anthony, thanks so much for you and everything you're doing out there, Jackson. Thank you
10: so much. We Enjoy appreciate you, guys you On. Thank you. All right.
3: We'll take a break right here on Middays. We'll come back with more. Stay with us.
2: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
0: You could hardly rub two nickels together, but you got married anyway. Because love can't wait. She believed in you when no one else would. Brings joy into your life like only she could. Today, she is your only need. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey Ravenstein. This Christmas, tell her with a gift of something truly precious from Juniker Jewelry Company. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with more ways to say I love you this Christmas than any place else. Ten times the selection of average jewelry stores from case after case of designer
8: gold, gorgeous colored gemstones, couture pieces, and our famous estate collections
0: to diamond classics like Junikers, diamond stud earrings, diamond bracelets, and pendants. Maybe it's that larger, too, 3 or 4 carat diamond she's always dreamed of. It's right here right now this Christmas at Juniker's. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer good things with rebecca
4: turner is brought to you in part by trust care where you'll find a team of experienced knowledgeable and friendly staff visit trustcarehealth.com to schedule an appointment today trust care feel better faster are you having sewer and drain problems call the experts roto since 1934
1: roto plumbing has been fixing small home disasters Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333.
4: That's 601-353-3333.
2: Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle trebles down the drain. Roto-Rooter.
11: Make your home merrier this Christmas. Miss Kelly's has thousands of products in stock and ready for you. Plus, with no money down financing and savings up to $300, we're furnishing happiness for the holidays. A new bedroom, a roomier dining set, or more seating in the family room. There's plenty to choose from on our website or in our showrooms. Then pick it up or have it delivered, and your furniture will arrive before Santa. Make this Christmas your merriest at Miss Kelly's. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Jones County mother and her boyfriend have been charged with capital murder in the death of a baby girl. Rosalie Stringer was injured in 2019 at the home of her mother, Brooke Stringer, and the boyfriend, Brandon Gardner. The six-month-old was transported to UMMC and died two days later. Officials say the cause of death was ruled as blunt force trauma to the head. And the Mississippi Supreme Court struck down the ballot initiative process and medical marijuana, two issues that will come up when the legislature goes back into session January 4th. Jeff Smith is a former member of the House of Representatives.
8: But the legislature is their own worst enemy. I mean, there's just certain things
5: that they won't take up. I mean, I should say they when I was there 28 years. And the people need to have some voice. And, and there's there's nothing wrong with a referendum. i just rather have a statutory law than, a, than an initiative that. Constitution.
11: His sentiments are echoed by a lot of lawmakers. I'm Andy Davis.
0: Supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm. Your one-stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm.
8: I'm Attorney General Land Fitch. All of us at the Attorney General's Office wish you a very happy holidays and best wishes for peace and joy in 2022.
3: The great Joe Walsh bumping us into this segment on Middays. This is Monday of Christmas week. Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Will in the studios. Coming up at 11.05, Rob laugh. He is the Executive Director of Connected Commerce Council 3C. He, uh, we'll talk about Mississippi Technology Recovery and Workforce Development. Looking forward to that. Okay, so... Also over the weekend, other big news is that the Biden vaccine mandates for private sector organizations with more than 100 employees, that has been reinstated by the Sixth Circuit Federal Court. It was stayed by the Fifth, and remember, we had the lottery, and that was a, a rather complicated undertaking to determine which of the federal courts would hear all of the cases pertaining to this subject. Uh, A process that I don't know that hardly anybody knew about until it was employed for this purpose. So the fifth says it stayed. The sixth says, no, we're putting it back in. This is headed to the Supreme Court. I think that's pretty clear at this point. The deadline... Uh, for these, uh, the mandate for employers with more than 100 employees is January 4th. While that stays, the reinstatement uh, also uh, states and requires this uh, this vaccination for your employees by January 4th. You get a six day grace period, is what they're calling it. The penalties will not be imposed for non compliance until January the 10th. And those penalties, as I recall, are stiff thirteen thousand six hundred bucks per violation, with a potential thirteen six fine for each day that an employer does not cure the violation. That could get expensive, and if it's sort of willful defiance, and I don't know how the heck OSHA figures that out, but they they uh, the order. Terms it is willful, serious violation, they could issue a fine of up to $136,000 per case. This is tyranny, in my view. This is gross overstep by the federal government. And uh, this ain't going away. South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson happens to chair the Republican Attorneys General Association, says, We're confident. The mandate can be stopped. This was from uh, South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson's Twitter, adding, We will go immediately to the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, to fight this unconstitutional and illegal mandate. The law must be followed and federal abuse of power stopped. So you got that going on. You got Joe Biden saying he's going to talk to us tomorrow. Now, I'm going to depart, I think, from conventional wisdom here. I think most folks would expect uh, that the president's going to show up tomorrow and uh, give us a dose more, more doses of restrictions and lockdowns, although not difficult to do that at the federal level. They, they, They have some span of control there, but down to the private sector level, and uh, and down in the states and communities, that has to be done at that level. But they can, as they have, uh, regulate and impose restrictions w- within their purview, such as in domestic air travel and perhaps banning travel uh, overseas, abroad, stuff like that. I saw Israel, I think, now has completely banned all travel to the United States. That happened, like, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. So th- that's where the president can act, but can, of course, promote or encourage certain policies, which is, is uh, what he did at first. I think tomorrow he's going to lighten up and say, you know, uh, this is uh, not something we're looking to impose any sort of serious restrictions on. We're going we're gonna to take a little bit different approach here. It's just my theory. I could be shocked, and he could come out and say, we got to do more, more, more. And uh, really start working with the states, in particular, the the blue states, to impose further measures and restrictions. But I think because, kind of reading the tea leaves of of pervasive American sentiment, I think most people are saying, "Well, we just got to get on with life here, and uh, we we can make our own decisions with respect to the level of ri- risk we're willing to take." So that's kind of what I expect. Here's one thing perhaps we can infer, is that if it really was a a serious situation, serious from the perspective of urgency, that he felt like he had to get in front of the American people to address the situation, I don't think they'd wait till Tuesday. Now, it's just a theory. It just kind of stands to logical rationale that, hey, if this is a serious thing and there's a sense of urgency here, let's go ahead and say that now, we'll make whatever statements, take whatever action we need to take now. But they're putting it off till Tuesday. It seems weird to me. It Are they trying to get their ducks in a row, maybe? How long can it take? I mean, remember, Joe brought us a 45-page plan on how he's going to shut down the virus.
4: Oh, yes, yeah. shut down. I will shut, <laughs> shut down the virus. He <laughs> played the montage. Shut down.
3: <laughs> it's going to be shut down. <laughs> <laughs> he's failing. I mean, honestly, so this is what's bothersome is, once again, we have these double standards of, of measurement. Because all we heard every single day, Donald Trump's downplaying the seriousness of of uh covid and he really doesn't care and and uh, he's just indifferent to it and all that sort of stuff and it was all based on the the daily case counts. They were just obsessed with that. Remember the the tower on the on the screen CNN had like forever with the daily ca- case counts and the in mm-hmm. the death numbers. Now when Biden's president I don't see that anymore. But when Joe, when Donald yeah. Trump was president, that was on every single screen. I mean, the New York Times ran a full-page,
4: front-page thing, and it had people's names that had died. Yeah, I do remember that. You know, that, that I mean, that's what they put on him. And since, even though more people have died under Joe Biden's watch, right. correct? Officially
3: and, last week. Uh, they have, you know, that has gone away. Yeah. So the uh, NIH director, Collins, outgoing, he's saying that he thinks within the next two to three weeks we could see a million new cases? I mean, he's just really making some fairly dire predictions about this deal. I was a little surprised, but that's what he says. Of course, the... The uh, White House warns that a winter of death is coming, and, I, I you know, I, I hate to not take it seriously, because I think we have, we do, and we can, but I also think we got to keep perspective on it. To me, what the measurement should be is the extent to which we are s- stressing the hospitals. That's, that has always been stated, I should say it used to be stated, originally it was stated, that we got to bend the curve so it's not to overrun. Flatten the curve. Flatten the curve, right, and exceed the hospital capacity. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of discussion about that. And you remember, it seems like every day we got this many beds and this many um, intensive care and this many ventilators. My doctor friends say now, once you've been put on a ventilator, you're probably not ever coming off that that that's like a last resort in the treatment regimen and so that's completely changed. who could forget uh, goofy uh, Cuomo the uh, the the former uh, governor of New York uh, who could forget him saying well Donald Trump wants to give me four hundred thousand ventilators we need four million and now that, that as we've that's evolved the treatment, approach has completely changed. That's really considered a last resort, and my understanding is most folks that get to that level don't make it. There, That's it. So it's terminal. But this Dr. Francis Collins, uh, he's a guy that says, just on his way out over over the weekend, he says, I think we could uh, see a million cases. A million cases. That sounds like a lot. But, I mean, if it's a million cases and they're experiencing mild symptoms it's like they got the cold and again i'm not trying to downplay serious disease but so far it does appear that the cases are mild again i think the issue is how many of these end up in the hospital that's the that's the problem and that's the concern because that has a huge ripple effect in our health care system but we shall see also we got a little tune we're gonna play I think from uh, Dr Collins you got that yep I think we sent that yep you may enjoy that folks we'll play it uh, when we return here on midday stay with us
0: Same as the old boss.
2: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 53. A 40% chance of rain tonight, cloudy skies, low around 42. Your Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high near 52. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 61. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
12: The staff and management of
11: Bay Point Country Club in Brandon wishes all of you a safe and prosperous new year. May you and your family experience the true gift of the holidays. And as always, thanks for choosing Bay Point. Merry Christmas from Bay Point Country Club in Brandon.
7: Discount Gun Safes and Pearl wants to take this time to thank each of you for your business throughout the year. May you and your family be blessed with the true gift of the holidays. Here's wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas from your friends at Discount Gun Safes in Pearl. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was down 226 to 105.04. May cotton was down 222 to 103.48. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade January soybeans were up seven and a quarter to twelve ninety two and a half per bushel. March soybeans were up six and three quarters to twelve ninety five and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down one and a half to five ninety one and three quarters per bushel. May corn was down one and a quarter to five ninety three per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was down sixty five to one thirty five seventy seven. April live cattle was down forty seven to one forty twelve. March feeders down 135 to 160.35. April feeders down 122 to 163.65. And at the open, the Dow Jones is down 657 points, to 34,707. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships.
0: And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Guard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Guard 3 ExtendFlex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Your formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine Grand Cotton. Featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Midday, Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Will in the studios today. So we we're talking about the outgoing, retiring uh, NIH director, Francis Collins. So I just want to clarify, if I w- wasn't it clear, it's he's predicting a million cases per day. Per day. He thinks that's where we're headed. We're at like 130,000 plus a day across the United States presently. He thinks we could be headed for a situation where we see a million cases per day. He says, I know people are tired of this, acknowledging Americans' fatigue of having weathered almost two pandemic-stunted years. I'm tired of it, too, believe me. But the virus is not tired of us. i got to go back, though. Joe Biden said he was going to shut it down. He Look, he was elected for two reasons. One, to shut down the virus. Two, to get rid of Donald Trump. That's it. <laughs> Those were the two the two reasons to elect Joe Biden. But he really has failed at both, honestly, because he didn't shut the virus down. Even though he had a 45-page plan to do so, he didn't. And Donald Trump's still a pretty powerful force out there. Mm-hmm. So, like it or not. But Director Collins... He had a little parting uh, musical (laughs) soiree. I didn't know he was musically inclined. He's got a a little voice to him, and he can strum the guitar here. Yeah. Take a listen. And now if you'll
1: indulge me, because it's been kind of promoted as if it might be a grand finale of a musical sort, I guess I'd like to play us out with a little song. So, if I might, I just need a microphone. Why, there's a guitar right here. How about that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is a song where the tune will be familiar to you, unless you came from another planet recently. But the words are going to be quite different, because this is really a song for you, a song for all of us, who've been going through this pandemic. and trying to imagine, how's it going to feel when we're finally past that? What will that be like? We're going to get there, and you're going to help us get there. So that's what this is about. Somewhere past the pandemic, when we're free, there's a life I remember. Of activity.
12: <laughs>
1: Somewhere past the pandemic, masks will come off. No more need for a nose swab every time we cough. <laughs> As we are gathered here today, COVID's toll has hit and sent us reeling. But partners like the ones right here will help to make the pathway clear to find a true healing. A song. Okay. okay. <laughs>
3: Not bad. <laughs> oh gosh, it uh, you have to laugh, yeah. at it it is kind of crazy. But it, you know, I give him an A for creativity at least. I think. It's, I think yesterday was his last day, right? I think yeah. he's done. He's done. He's out of there. But his his par, his parting warning was a million cases a day. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Tom and Carthage says. On the ceasefire text line. I can just see Nancy dancing with the munchkins. 601 879 4395. That is, of course, the ceasefire text line. Robin Hattiesburg, brutal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Boy, God. Boy, the stock market is spooked right now. It ain't like, in, uh, because it, all these Omicron shutdowns, and it, we haven't gone through that, but Harvard, uh, NYU, George Washington, just a. Uh, uh, A range of universities, they're going virtual. They uh, say they're going to be back sometime in January. There are a lot of businesses now that have, uh, such as Apple, who've postponed their return to the office. Some have said we're going to move it out to March. Some have said June. Some have said Indefinitely, we don't know. CNN closed their offices down. Because of an outbreak. Yeah. CNN, you're right. And their minimum staff there, I guess, to produce the show and broadcast the show there at CNN. But all of this stuff is, you know, you combine that with uh, the Fed guidance last week of increasing interest rates and tapering bond purchases. And that has got the stock market absolutely in the tank. 650 points, I think, down. Last I looked at it, NASDAQ down, 250 or so. Not a good day on the corner of Wall and Broad. So we'll step aside for a break right here. Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. When we return, Rob Retzlaff, Executive Director of the Connected Commerce Council. We're talking about technology jobs and the growth of technology in the industry in Mississippi. Stay with us.
0: For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN, Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345
4: 8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Some form of President Biden's Build Back Better agenda will get voted on and passed, says Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in a letter to Senate Democrats. They need every Democrat's support, and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin announced yesterday they don't have his. New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tells MSNBC progressives have every right to be furious at Joe Manchin.
2: But it's really up to leadership in the Democratic Party uh, who, you know, made the decision to get us to this juncture and how we're going to move forward.
4: Florida House Republican Kat Kamick tells Fox.
2: We have absolutely seen Christmas come early this year. Shout out to Joe Manchin for doing the right thing.
4: Congress is now in recess for the holidays. Former President Trump is suing New York Attorney General Letitia James, trying to block her investigation of his business. It's focused on whether the Trump Organization lied about the value of real estate properties to pay less in taxes and get better loan and insurance rates. America's listening to Fox News.
1: I'm Jeff Good and with my partner Chef Dan Blumenthal and every line cook Wait person, hostess, cashier, bartender Prep cook, service attendant, sous chef Pizza maker, pastry chef, dishwasher Bread baker, manager, sandwich Assembler, salad maker, catering And office team member on our team We want to wish you the best of the season Merry Christmas and happy holidays from the Mangibane family of restaurants, Bravo, Broad Street And Salon Mookie's. The holidays are a time To reflect and be thankful for what we have been given We love what we do and we love doing it for you Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We hope to see you soon one mississippi to mississippi <laughs> there are actually a lot of mississippis we're the birthplace of the
4: blues and the king of rock and roll we're not just the delta we're beaches and boardwalks bright lights and brighter smiles there's a mississippi for everyone Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and
5: more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank.
0: The Citizens Bank. In your corner, member FDIC.
11: I'm Davis, and you're listening to Super Top Mississippi News. A Mississippi man has pled guilty to aiming a laser at multiple aircraft. In July, the FAA notified the Memphis FBI that planes flying into the Memphis airport from the east were being struck in the the cockpit and cabin by a green laser. From January to July, there were 49 strikes. Sentencing for 52-year-old Eugene Conrad is set for March 10th. He faces up to five years in federal prison and a $250,000 fine. And Mississippi State Parole Board Chairman Stephen Pickett is retiring from public service, effective December 31st. Pickett is ending 30 years of government work, including nine years on the parole board. He began serving on the board in 2012 after he was appointed by then Governor Phil Bryant. He became chairman a year later. Pickett was reappointed by Governor Tate Reeves in 2020 and is the longest serving chairman. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, sports fans. This football season,
2: MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the M.Traffic app. The M.Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at MississippiDOT on Facebook and Twitter.
11: The Mississippi Department of Education is awarding over $9 million in grants to five Mississippi universities to help curb the teacher shortage. J.T. Mitchell has more.
1: The funds from the Mississippi Teacher Residency Program will cover tuition and expenses for up to 240 individuals seeking a graduate degree in elementary and secondary education. The grants were awarded to Delta State, Jackson State, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and William Carey. Currently, there are over 3,000 teacher vacancies in Mississippi. Applications will be accepted beginning in April.
11: And a 9-year-old Saltillo girl is being honored for saving her brother's life. Addison Burleson's brother was prone to seizures, and she was home alone when he began suffering one. She quickly called 911 and followed directions from the dispatcher to help her brother until authorities arrived. She was awarded an E-911 plaque at her school from first responders in Saltillo for remaining calm under pressure. We're super tall mississippi news i'm andy davis
0: when it comes to your business it solutions smarter is better Meet the Authority from CSPIR. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. CSPI Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit CSpire.com business. I'm Michael Watson, Mississippi's 36th
2: Secretary of State. Mississippians are known for our generosity, especially during the Christmas season. Just last year, Mississippi Charities bought in roughly $1.7 billion. Before you make a donation, be sure to check the validity of the charity or organization on our website, sos.ms.gov. Taking this extra step will not only protect you, but will also ensure your donation goes to those who need it most. From the Secretary of State family to yours, have a safe and Merry Christmas.
10: Into to good things with me, Rebecca
11: Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on
0: Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think, to think deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Welcome back everyone midday super talk mississippi Gerard and Will in the uh, super talk studios guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music joining us now Rob Retzlaff executive director of connected commerce council 3C in the state of Mississippi we appreciate you joining uh, us today Rob how's it going
12: pretty good Gerard great to be with you today
3: You bet. So tell us a little bit about uh, the organization and its mission.
12: Yeah, so the Connected Commerce Council is a nonprofit membership organization made up of thousands of small businesses and startups from across the country that use digital tools and technologies to essentially run and grow their businesses our uh, members are small businesses that depend on various digital tools and platforms to help reach new customers, operate their businesses more efficiently, and essentially offer better products and services to their customers at lower prices. Um, At 3C, we're an organization that helps ensure small businesses, our members, maintain affordable access to these digital tools and services and ensure that they have you know, access to essential education and training around digital skills, too, to help them learn how to use these various online platforms.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So there's no doubt that uh, one thing the pandemic certainly did is accelerate the adoption of these tools and uh, uh, just the implementation of them and the, the deployment of them really across the industry spectrum. I think that's what's changed from my early days in the IT industry where, technology and computers and application software in general, was pretty much focused on the transactional aspect of a business, the so-called back office, if you will, and that was kind of reserved for just a handful of workers that, uh, you know, did those kind of tasks. But today, it's ubiquitous, it's pervasive, it's ingrained in every facet of life and our culture, thus it's critical for these businesses to leverage these tools.
12: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, over the last decade or so, we've been talking about this theory of the digital transformation process and how eventually we're going to live in this digital world and digital economy. And I think over the last two years, it's been a little bit sped up due to the pandemic. And a lot of people realized how important access to the Internet and digital tools are. You know, these tools range from CRMs to ads and analytics to search engine optimization, which many people ago didn't really know much about. And now yeah. I feel like the more businesses that I talk to day basis not just know what these terms are, but actually use them for yeah. their business. And it actually helps them grow and reach new audiences and new customers.
3: Yeah, and speaking of customers, the advent of customer experience tools, kind of CRM on steroids, if you will, that has uh, everybody is vying and competing to deliver and offer the best experience and. I think it's fair to say uh, to a great extent, Rob, that Amazon kind of pioneered that, the the idea of just making it as easy and quick and convenient and kind of just don't have to think about it as possible. And I think everyone else sort of said, yeah, that seems to be working pretty good. We need that, too. Even the smallest businesses have access to such tools.
12: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the beauty of Amazon and Amazon Prime is that it, you know, you have all your options there for the consumer to go and pick and choose what they're looking for and find various prices and products. And I think for small businesses, those that sell online, Start to realize the benefits of selling through Amazon and the third party systems and platforms that they have in place. Not just helps you reach new audiences, but they also help with shipping and logistics too. That can be a huge hurdle for so many small businesses, especially small, small businesses to try and reach new audiences. Cause with the limited labor, you know, to help them make their product is selling their product too. That can be a huge hurdle that many small businesses need to try and overcome. And yeah. I think with Amazon, the third party marketplace right now is so beneficial to so many small businesses and more and more finding out the benefits of it right now
3: yeah you know it, it's going to rapidly approach a point where you're either in or you're not going to make it i mean you you either adopt and you implement these tools and uh you, you get on board with this digital transformation or you're likely to be cannibalized into oblivion that's just a fact
12: it is, yeah, and we've been you know, noticing through the research that we've conducted over the last nearly two years or so, there is a skills gap, and it's getting larger and larger between the digitally advanced small businesses, and those are not as advanced or savvy when it comes to technology and digital tools, and essentially where we come in as an organization is we want to help bridge that gap. We want to understand why some of these small businesses haven't fully dove in in terms of technology and why they're not able to adapt to the new digital tools and skills that are out there. You know, it could be a barrier in terms of education. You know, what is it that they need in terms of helping them learn these skills? Right now, there are so many programs out there that not many small businesses know about. And SBA has a number of different uh, programs that so many small businesses can tap into. Uh, SCORE and SBDC that are in many local cities and municipalities that so many businesses can actually go to and find a mentor to help them understand and get that one-on-one training and mentorship that might help save their business.
3: Yeah. And so the digital workforce and uh, those that are are um, competent in those areas and, and, and possess those skills, the demand is off the chart. I mean it has been for as long as I've been in the industry, but it, I think that's been intensified quite a bit over the last couple of years for a variety of reasons, uh, not the least of which has been the pandemic. But there's, there's a couple of things. One is we need more of these people. I, we call them knowledge workers in the industry. We need more knowledge workers. The, uh, and the pay is considerably higher, generally speaking, than average per capita pay. Uh, and so there's, and there's plenty of opportunity. There just ain't enough people to fill those jobs
12: your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's really interesting right now. We're seeing this phenomenon take place where not just small businesses in that industry, but also larger businesses, too, are having a really tough time trying to find people, good skilled employees to take over and help build their companies. Um, I think in Mississippi right now, we had a great webcast earlier this month to talk about the tech industry and the workforce taking place in Mississippi. And right now, Mississippi is open for business and more and more people are starting to realize the benefits of starting a company in Mississippi because there's so much support for tech force and labor and support for small businesses to start jobs and start their businesses in Mississippi. I think it's a growing industry and more and more people are starting to understand that this is in order to take your business to the next level and in order to become competitive. You know, you need to look at your options. And right now, Mississippi is definitely a top-tiered state when it comes to opening a new small business for entrepreneurs.
3: 3,000 tech businesses in the state of Mississippi having an impact of $3.8 billion annually on the state. 45,000 tech workers in the state, which I think is a great deal higher than I would have thought. Uh, that's from your recent uh, press release. So that's, that's good to know, good to hear. We need more of them, and and there's so many, I think, um, byproduct benefits, if you will, that come with growing the knowledge worker community in our state, Uh, not the least of which is just higher pay and uh, just more economic activity, and much of that activity is exported as opposed to being imported, which is something else that I think would benefit us within the borders of the state. We just need people. So what are we doing on a workforce development perspective, uh, Rob, to kind of pump up the the ranks?
12: You know, I think it's interesting. The webcast that we did earlier in this month, we had a whole host of experts join us. Um, We had a great keynote delivered by State Senator Delano. Um, And in addition to that, we also heard from experts in the Alcorn County and uh, Corinth County Chamber of Commerce, as well as, the Mississippi Tourism Association and the Mississippi Development Authority. And a lot of these people are starting to really get the word out there in terms of workforce development. And it's not just small businesses in terms of the economy to build back and recover from this pandemic. It's also government jobs. It's Exporting, as you just mentioned earlier. And I think a majority of small businesses, in addition to those other businesses in Mississippi, are all using digital tools to help come out of the pandemic. And I think there's this real sense of optimism driving entrepreneurs that I have never seen so much optimism in the state of Mississippi, and the businesses and experts that we talked to all said Mississippi is open for business, and digital tools and technology is really driving that right now.
3: Yeah, it's unbelievable the productivity gains, again, the customer experience that is just essential to even compete, uh, but the the way that the routes to market. And the addressable market can be enhanced dramatically by implementing these uh, these digital tools instead of just relying on more traditional advertising to pull you in the store. And that's what's changed dramatically. Yeah.
12: It has. I mean, it, right now, digital advertising is not just cheap, but it's effective. Yeah. And you have so many different avenues out there that can help you optimize digital advertising. And small businesses are starting to learn more and more about these Exciting. tools and how Customize you can get it's
3: unbelievable rob we thank you so much for joining us today and appreciate all the great work and we look forward to growing the the uh, high tech and the technology economy and the the adoption of these tools across the spectrum of industries right here in the state of mississippi appreciate it rob thank you man thanks turn happy holidays you too buddy we'll be right back with more here on middays stay with us
4: When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind.
1: We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day
4: and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service.
7: Called oh, Roto Rooter,
2: that's the name. And a winkoon troubles down the drain. Roto Rooter. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work ready vehicles available for your job site diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs Business Elite fleet team today at 866 671 4226 or visit us online at RogersDabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads.
4: It's that time of year. Plenty of parties and places to go. At Joe T's Wines and Spirits in Ridgeland, we remind you to drive carefully and make this a
2: happy, safe holiday season for you and your family. Merry Christmas from Joe T's Wines and Spirits. Callaway's After Christmas sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas trees, wreaths gardens, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We we are located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything
6: you need to make your yard and garden beautiful, from trees, shrubs, color plants, and pine straw to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Callaway's After Christmas Sale starts now. Final markdown. All Christmas, 50% off. No exclusions. Permanent Christmas, trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. All
2: 50% off. No exclusions. Callaway's bloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
1: Callaway's is Callaway's is everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure
4: to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in Magnolia State. Every day from three
0: until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this right. on Super Talk Mississippi. Let's do it.
3: Everyone, midday, super top Mississippi. It is a Monday of Christmas week. A little chilly, but it's going to warm up some later on in the week. Looks like it uh, might be sunny and in the 70s for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Latest I was looking at for central Mississippi. So the uh, White House says this is coming. Uh, Let's see from White House. White House. Uh, there's a COVID person I'm looking for the name. Jeff Zients, White House COVID nineteen coordinator. He said during a briefing uh, last uh, over the weekend. Actually, I will take it back. He said. Um, he said, we're looking for a winter of severe illness and death for individuals who are unvaccinated. They, they just got to stop with this. I, I believe this scolding, admonishing, and uh, just all of that coming out of the White House, I think is the wrong approach on this. Coming out of all public health officials and, and those in, in government. I just think they ought to be quiet, shut up, leave it alone. They're just causing people to get more dug in. And then, see, this happens. Cory Booker, I don't know if you heard the Senators Cory Booker and um, Elizabeth Warren announced they were positive yesterday afternoon. Both tested positive. Both have mild symptoms, no big deal. Both vaccinated. Are we going to start reporting when somebody has a cold now? Because it's kind of that way.
4: Yeah, it kind of is. You know, it... (laughs) Unless there's death involved or long ho- hospitalization. Yeah. I mean, is it that big of news that no.
3: somebody is sick? Wrong. It's not. And so this is what happens. Then the folks who are, understandably so, their reaction when they see this, those who, who have resisted and, and don't want to take the vaccine, they'll say, see, I told you, they're vaccinated and they got it. Yeah, but they got a scratchy throat. Yeah. And... And so what you don't know is, unfortunately, and this is what you just don't see any data, well, what would have been the, the the conditions of the disease, of the infection, had they not been vaccinated? And that's what you can't tell. You can't tell. So you don't know. But again, okay, well, is that really news that Booker and Warren are, are vaccinated? Excuse me, are vaccinated? Yeah, but got infected. That's not news. So... I, I don't know why we're reporting it. Now, I guess if they go quarantine themselves, which I think is still the guidance, right? Mm If they go quarantine themselves for 10 days, maybe that's an issue, a story, if they're in session and they got some critical vote and they can't do it on the floor. That might be a story. But just announcing and broadcasting, hey, these two, because you know what? It ain't done. These are just two today. There will be more. I still uh, put me down for one who thinks everybody on the planet's going to get this in some form. Just like everybody on the planet, I think, will get the common cold. I think everybody on the planet's going to get this. You may not know you have it. You may have extremely mild conditions if you have it. Yeah, I
4: think that, combined with the hypocrisy of some of the elite's you know, not wearing masks when you yes. know, the commoners behind them are supposed to. Yes. You know, you see these red carpet events where everybody's taking pictures, but you look in the background and you see the the staff, the waiters and waitresses and the people cleaning up, they're having to wear masks. I think that also Agreed. influences it. But also language from the White House. They uh, put out that statement, uh, and if you read that <laughs> statement very carefully, it says something like, it's phrased like this, for the vaccinated people quote, we will get through this without disruptions. Oh, For the unvaccinated, man.
3: quote, you will overwhelm hospitals with your sickness. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. You know, and so they honestly think that's going to persuade people. And I, I would submit that those at this point in time, having been through nearly a year now where the vaccines have been available, readily available, at no charge, everywhere in this country, every nook and cranny corner, including here in the state of Mississippi, if you ain't got it yet, I don't think anything coming out of the White House is going to push you over the line. In fact, when they make statements like that and they ostracize the unvaccinated, I think that just makes them hunker down even more. Absolutely, It's just human nature want Catch more flies
4: with honey. I mean, I don't... I, 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 or catch more bees with honey. Yeah. I, I don't understand their their thought process behind it, other than it makes them seem good on Twitter to yeah. the journalists. Vir,
3: it's virtuous. Yes. It's more virtue signaling. Oh, look garbage. at the White House. Yeah, They're coming out with a care. powerful statement. Yeah, they care. Donald Trump, he downplayed it. He's the one that created the vaccines. Without him, his leadership, his attention to that, his working with the private sector on that, we don't have any. Now, what we don't know is what would have been the scenario in this country without the vaccines. We don't know. What is it now? We're 60% overall in the country, I think, adults are vaccinated. But we can assume
4: that it would definitely be a lot more because, obviously, there's more people now. There's more people that have died under Joe Biden's watch than when President Trump
3: was in office. That's right. That is absolutely true. And, again, there's, there's... They pick out selected data points, which is just so typical in politics. They pick selected data points, and they run with those, and they try to leverage those for personal political gain, period. Rather than, okay, well, what do we really need to do here to address this problem? and and what can the government do that's even a bigger question what can they do what you and then you got the vice president saying you know the omicron variant and even the delta variant that just surprised us we weren't expecting that huh I, and let's think back when this whole thing started to get legs in what february january 2020 I think that was one of the things that almost all physicians and scientists, regardless of their political stripes, regardless of their posturing on severity of this, of what was to come, almost all of them said, this thing's going to keep mutating. I think that was just, that that was a consensus. So for them to say, oh, we were caught off guard. We were surprised. We didn't know that this was going to happen. Are you kidding me? Every single one of them said it. Yeah, this isn't going to be over. And now most of them are saying, this is here forever. There's some form. Now, it may be here forever, but we are likely to have way more uh, treatments, therapeutics, mm-hmm. effective. And there's already some that are waiting approval right now uh, for, uh, from the FDA to get out there we've got that. We, we've got... By the way, Moderna came out this morning and said that uh, uh, the two-dose regimen of its vaccine is 37 times more effective than nothing against Omicron, and 85 times more than nothing uh, with respect to having a booster. Moderna made that announcement this morning. Stock shot up as a result. So... There's some good news coming out there, but that doesn't fit the narrative. The narrative they want is to just lock everybody up and and uh, control and dictate how they must live their lives. Along those lines, we may have some sound here from Dr. Fauci. Um, I think I may have sent that to you earlier, what he said about, if we don't, we can uh, we can talk about it, what he said about uh, airlines and his belief. His belief, this is just yesterday, by the way, that masking on commercial public air transit should be permanent. Like from now on, because we're in close quarters. Okay, what's next? You're close to in a stadium, in an indoor concert, and a number of other venues. I mean, that's where they're going with this. That's the true, real goal. That's what Fauci wants. That's why we call him Dr. Anthony. Lock him up forever and throw away the key, Fauci. I mean, it's just he—he he was just. You could tell he was just brimming with pride when he was delivering that that message that he just wants. So, and that comes on the heels of just last week, two CEOs, uh, American and Southwest CEOs, I think, both said, "Hey, look, the environment inside of a commercial aircraft—it's safer than." An ICU room, right? I think is what uh, the analogy they used. Uh, You got Fauci there? Here we go. You are actually safer uh, than you are uh, in an ICU. The the protection with the filtration system they have. They were suggesting that there really
0: isn't much of a need for a mask on an airplane. Are we going to get to the point where we won't have to
4: wear masks on airplanes? I don't think so. I think when you're dealing with a closed space, even though the filtration is good, that you want to go that extra step when you have people. You know, you get a flight from Washington to San Francisco. It's a well over a five-hour flight. Even though you have a good filtration system, I
3: still believe that masks are a prudent thing to do, and we should mm. be doing it. There you go. Horse hockey, I say to that, Fauci. Heart bumping us out of this segment with Magic Man. We'll come back with another half hour of talk. We got Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky at, uh, Matthew. Excuse me, at noon today.
8: George is buying our dom from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish or detail. Eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. Folks, you can find extreme discounts on this jewelry and all over the store. Carter Jewelers is in the process of putting out our latest purchase of diamond. Diamond jewelry closeouts from one of the best diamond jewelry manufacturers in the world. 18 month interest free financing, no credit check financing, and trade ins available. Mississippi has trusted Carter Jewelers for our quality and value since Abraham Lincoln was a junior congressman. Open until five on Christmas Eve or until the last person leaves. In downtown Jackson at the corner of State and High Street, and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Merry Christmas from Carter Jewelers. Ever feel like making an appointment with your
3: doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately. With one-on-one professional and personal patient care, both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same-day appointment, call 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com.
2: Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year at Highway 471 at the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors.
11: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super top Mississippi News. A Mississippi man is pled guilty to aiming a laser at multiple aircraft. In July, the FAA notified the Memphis FBI that planes flying into the Memphis airport from the east were being struck in the cockpit and cabin by a green laser. From January to July, there were 49 strikes. Sentencing for 52-year-old Eugene Conrad is set for March 10th. He faces up to five years in federal prison and a $250,000 fine. And Mississippi State Parole Board Chairman Stephen Pickett is retiring from public service, effective December 31st. Pickett is ending 30 years of government work, including nine years on the parole board. He began serving on the board in 2012 after he was appointed by then-Governor Phil Bryant. He became chairman a year later. Pickett was reappointed by Governor Tate Reeves in 2020 and is the longest-serving chairman. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
7: Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. But that is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today.
3: Welcome back everyone super talk mississippi middays gerard and will in the super talk studio 601-879-4395 that would be the c Spire text line if you'd like to join the conversation so uh, on the c Spire text line me and my husband have both been vaccinated but not another shot will go in our arms they do not know their aries from a hole in the ground Well, my belief is everybody has a choice. We've made that clear many, many times on the program and respect that. I have been uh, fully vaccinated and boosted, my wife and I have, and and we are comfortable with that decision. So let's just make a decision. This is why we oppose the federal mandates in this case. I think that is uh, unconstitutional and gross overreach and serves no purpose. But uh, I'm comfortable with that and have been around a lot of people that have been and uh, that I knew were infected, found out subsequent to having been in their presence and have had um, really zero occur from that personally. So and I, you know, I believe that's because the vaccines offered protection. I, I did uh, test uh, positive for covid in November of twenty. 20- and a few months later, I got tested for antibodies and didn't have any. So, but I you, think that just varies from person to person.
4: So you got COVID in November of 2020. Got vaccinated? What? March. February, March. Yep. Okay.
3: Yeah, sure did. And then got the booster two weeks ago. So, uh, but look, that's uh, it's just my my choice. You make your own choice. Uh, assess your your uh, tolerance for risk, one way or another. Uh, hopefully you'll visit with your medical professional, someone you you trust, and and do it there. Uh, certainly nobody should do it or not do it because of what government's saying. That's my opinion. Just don't pay no attention to that if that's possible. Unfortunately, it's in your face rather regularly, but uh, that's that's the way I think that should be handled. So also had um, on the C Spire text line if I can uh, dig it up here. Uh, Kevin from Baldwin, he uh, says that I'm trying to spin it. This uh, discussion of the contrast between um, between Trump and uh, the present president, Joe Biden, I, I'm not trying to spin anything. He says I'm trying to spin it like it's like it's Biden's fault. I don't think I've said anything that would suggest that our present predicament with respect to the COVID situation and the uh, the, the, the present wave that is sweeping the country with the, the Omicron variant, I've certainly not suggested that that's. It's not his fault, but the reaction is his fault. Yeah. uh, Well, and even more importantly, it's the double standard. Because every single day during the campaign, during the Trump presidency, all we heard of, every death, every case, it has got to be attributed to Donald Trump. Every day we heard that across every outlet. And since then, you don't hear any of that. And in fact... If you recall, Biden, about three or four months ago, had a very uh, positive uh, favorability with respect to his handling of COVID. Now, by the way, that's in the 40s. That has plummeted. Well, that stands to reason, because now you've got an outbreak, and you've got cases uh, trending upward sharply. Uh, You've got some areas of the country, some pockets of the country are experiencing a shortage and a capacity problem with respect to their hospitals, a lot of that is driven not by physical capacity, the lack thereof, but the uh, the lack of health care professionals, particularly nurses, and in many cases respiratory nurses, which are required. But So I've never, I've never put uh, anything on uh, Joe Biden other than he said he was going to shut it down, and he hadn't. So let's be fair, he lied. He has failed to honor that commitment. It's just simple as that. He told us he had a plan. He said he was going to do it. He hasn't. So let's be honest about it. You know what the problem was? He should have never said that. Yep. He should have never said it, because he can't. I'll also, uh, to just to be perfectly honest and fair with respect to Donald Trump, he shouldn't have said during the campaign that he had, he had an approach, an economic policy approach, that would eliminate the deficit in four years, and totally retire the dead and eight. He shouldn't have said that either. In the 2016 campaign, if you look at the Republican field then, who could forget Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. <laughs> Ted Cruz. <Sure. laughs> Ted Cruz who who uh, of course did pretty well here in the state of Mississippi in the primary. And Ted Cruz, he opened up every single a speech and address when he was a candidate for president with, I'm going to repeal every single word of Obamacare. No, you're not. And you shouldn't say that because you don't have that exclusive express power as the president. So why say that? Now, if you wanted to say, I support working with the Congress to repeal Obamacare, that's fair. That's fair. That's fine. Same thing goes for Biden. He shouldn't have said, I'm going to shut down the virus. Because he's not, and he wasn't ever, and there was no chance of him ever doing that. And his stupid, goofy, 45-page plan is worthless, and never really, it didn't say anything. It had no substance. It was just 45 pages of, of um, bureaucratic, gobbledygook speak that really amounted to nothing. It was just meaningless. So here we are. We've got this serious outbreak a wave across the country. We've got closures across the university environment. I think it's uh, Prince George's County, just outside of Washington, D.C., there. And mm-hmm. uh, Mer- it's in Maryland, right? And I think so. I want to say it's Maryland. But anyhow, they're shutting down um, the skills, the skill system. They say until the end of January, but they got their eye out for closing it down for the rest of the year. So you're going to watch this take hold across the rest of the country We'll see what happens here in Mississippi. I've heard nothing to that effect yet. I've not heard anything coming out of uh, the governor's office or any school districts uh, or the Department of Ed with respect to changing the present situation. Haven't heard that. Uh, But uh, I do know that cases are up again today, and we'll see where all this goes. And I think that's likely to continue to increase as uh, this more contagious variant sweeps across the country. So anyhow, so he says, if you don't believe in the shot, why did you get it and why promote it? What do you mean? I never said I didn't believe in the shot. I've made it very clear I do. I just said it. I just said that I think that being vaccinated uh, essentially prevented me from getting ill with COVID after having been around a lot of people in in close proximity to people that I know I learned subsequent to that uh, that interaction were infected. So I, so I don't know what you're talking about, Kevin. Man, you're just you're trying to spin what I'm saying here. I'm not spinning anything. I'm just saying I believe in equity as in equal evaluation, equal scoring of performance. We don't get that out of a media that is completely in the tank for one party, that is totally tainted. In this case, to the president and doing everything they can to try to salvage what is a failing presidency and don't don't listen to me don't believe me look at the polls now you're now you're going to say don't don't rely on those polls but <laughs> i suspect that uh, you're one of these people that would say oh the polls are totally reputable when it favors you that's how most people are well, i believe the polls when they produce the results i like but i don't <laughs> when they don't align with my my personal uh, vision or my personal positions, but uh, anyhow, um, Tate canceled the state of emergency. Thompson Greenwood reminds he can't do anything now. Thankfully, he could declare another state, right? Another state of emergency. Sure, he could. I believe he still possesses that power, and I'm not saying that's happening. I, honestly, we don't know. We haven't, and we haven't heard the first rumor or, or any kind of indication that that's coming. I'm just. Really, just sharing what we're seeing across the country uh, go on right now, and so. But this this uh, sounds to me seems to me like another one of these situations where the country is dividing into the, into the states. I mean, what we're really seeing, as we said last week, is the states are developing into these these individual fifty laboratories of democracy, which was the, the vision of our founders. Because there's so many things that divide us, and they're being handled so differently depending on who the governors are of those states, whether it's COVID or voting rights or crime or taxes, just masks just go down the list. I mean, there's just such a stark contrast and such a delta between the red states and the blue states on on how they're handling these situations Uh Border. Speaking of red state, you see Texas says we're just building our own wall here. Yeah. And they're gonna start using all those materials that are down there, I believe. So you
4: see the latest news about the border? What's that? They caught a potential terrorist crossing into Arizona
3: today. Why should we be surprised? I mean any fool Trump, by the way, have to give him credit here. Did he not say that over and over? Oh, he's a misogynist, he's a xenophobe. Kept people alive and safe, and that's the primary role and purpose of government. Until they figure that out, we got an uphill battle. Boston bumping us out of this segment. We got one more in this shortened show today, and then Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Stay with us.
2: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 53. A 40% chance of rain tonight, cloudy skies, low around 42. Your Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high near 52. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 61. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
3: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. Have you got bathroom restoration or construction going on? Well, we've got you covered with deluxe luxury restrooms with air conditioning, LED lights, radio, Bluetooth, and all the amenities for your needs. When you've gotta go, you've gotta go. Gotta
0: go. 601-879-3969.
2: In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey Jan, how's it going today?
11: Hey Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person
2: called Will White with the price and will white said the price was right no updating no nothing i'm sold as of tomorrow call will white he buys houses 601-401-4323 601-401-4323
7: or online at homebuyersms.com the midday agri-market report secretary of transportation pete butgage and secretary of agriculture tom vilsack urged the world's leading ocean carriers to help mitigate disruptions to agricultural shippers of u.s exports and relieve the supply disruptions created by the pandemic by restoring the reciprocal treatment of imports and exports and improving the service ocean carriers have made fewer containers available for u.s agricultural commodities repeatedly changed return dates and charge unfair fees as the ocean carrier short-circuited the usual pathways and rushed containers back to be exported empty the poor service and refusal to serve customers is exemplified by many ocean carriers suspending service to the Port of Oakland and other West Coast ports. They urged the expansion of those ports to alleviate the congestion.
11: Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com.
4: This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows, too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions.
7: This is Ben Shapiro
4: reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights, starting at 9 p.m. here on
0: 97.3, Super Talk Jackson. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert.
10: Keep rolling. Three, two,
0: one. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Uh. that's the sound of the men working on the chain, game. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi, the back with you. On the chain. So, in uh, North Korea, you see this—they've banned laughing. This occurred Friday. It's banned for eleven days. That's uh, so the country can mourn uh, Kim Jong Un's death. No laughing. True story. Kim Jong Who? <laughs> uh, we must. It says during the mourning period. That's M O U R N I N G. We must not drink alcohol, laugh, or engage in leisure activities. That's what a resident of the northeastern city of Sinunju told Radio Free Asia's Korean service. How about that? Even grocery shopping is banned. Hmm. That's weird. No
4: laughing. No laughing. I saw the picture of Kim Jong. Uh, Un, is that the new one? Yeah. He looks radically different. Yeah, he does. I don't know whether he got sick. You know, there was rumors that he had gotten sick or something like that, that he was on his deathbed, basically, for a little while. uh, But he looks radically different. He looks a lot more like his his old man.
3: Yeah, I agree. Seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's
4: that's communism for you, though.
3: Yeah. Well, not only that, so Amazon... They uh, they they have published for sale uh, papers and books written by Xi Jinping, and they ran into a little trouble because it's it's um, built into the Amazon system. Customers have the opportunity to to comment and rate the the works, books, and so forth, and that's that's used, of course, for a variety of of uh, outside reasons, including suggesting new books for you or sending that feedback to the publishers, the authors. Anyhow, so that no one can post anything that might be critical, they had to take them down. (laughs) They don't want any commentary out there that might be critical. Off with your head. Uh, You disappear when you do
4: that. Yeah, that tennis star. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, who's been missing for a while. She's a Chinese tennis star in the uh, World Tennis uh, Association. I can't remember their exact name. But they said that we're not going to play any more uh, tournaments in China until she's been found and she she's safe and all this kind of stuff. Well, she came out. I guess she is safe. Yep. She's been missing for a while. And she says, oh, no, 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 nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. Uh, basically you kind of get the impression that she was threatened, her family was threatened, if she didn't do a 180. Seems like it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's just, you're right. It's it's uh, communism. And I, I know that it sounds like hyperbole, but there are folks in our U.S. Congress that favor this form of government. Now, they'll tell you they're not for all that stuff, but when it comes to all the economic features of communism they certainly are there are no question in my mind about that but it's almost impossible to implement that without having all these these other measures and and uh, these these dictations of your of your life such as you can't laugh no leisure activity don't criticize the dictator or off with your head don't come out and say that someone who works for the state that's coaching you in tennis, acted inappropriately. Don't do that. You disappear. I mean, see that? You can't separate them, in my view. They are inextricably linked. Those features of this system, that being communism, that has resulted in the death, the cruel death of millions. I, I It's just mind-boggling. We talked last week about Senator Blumenthal, senior senator from the great state of Connecticut, attending a communist awards gala whatever the hell you want to call it you know he came back say oh i didn't know it was a communist <laughs> he tried to spin it after he got speaking of spin there kevin he tried to spin it and said so, i didn't know that what do you mean you didn't know you were the keynote speaker for this communist awards banquet telling me his huge staff didn't you know at least look into it it's just bull. He he went to get votes. That's what he did. And to uh, and what I read it last week. He said something to the effect when he when he was introduced. It's so great to be around you, fine people, or something like that. You find communists, just unbelievable. And this guy's a sitting U.S. senator. The left gets so indignant any time I try to bring up any association of them, the Democrats, in this country. With communism, with Marxism, they just go bonkers. No, you're you're name-calling. I'm not name-calling. It's what you are. You've got a U.S. senator with a D behind his name that goes to a communist event and praises them while he's there. Now tell me they're not. Unbelievable. Jerry Baker ending the show for us today. We appreciate you so much for joining us. We are uh, glad to have had you. Tomorrow, we'll be at Mississippi Blood Services Carter Jewelers on a Wednesday and Thursday. Until then, again, thanks for joining us. Stay safe, and God bless everyone.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.